Here we are. You guys, crazy. I can't even believe it. Sorry, guys. I was just swallowing some aspirin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, update from Aloe. She uh, hurt her tooth this week. Yeah, girlfriends had a rough week. um, And because of that, Hot Toddy's had a rough week. So shout out to Hot Toddy for dealing with me for the whole week. Merry Christmas, Mm -hmm. everyone. I hope everyone had a great week. Yes, it's the day after Christmas right now. And you know what? This was the first holiday I've I've had a really good time in a while, like no stress. I cannot say the same, (laughs) but that's okay. I still had a really good day. What about you, Dakota? Was it nice? It's nice. I really appreciate um, not being around my family. Yes. (laughs) Cheers to that, sis. Yes. Going to go ahead and say it. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, so I'm so happy you said it. (laughs) They're neglectful, so they're not listening. It's fine. No, I'm <laughs> it's okay. My dad got mad this week because I accused him of not watching the episodes. And then he was like, I've been watching. I just didn't tell you because you haven't watched any of my stuff. <gasps> and I was like, whoa, shade from Dr. K. <laughs> and then, and then it got worse when I was sedated and Paige was driving me to the dentist. And he asked me about this and I don't remember responding. I know it was bad you know you guys are two of Dr. K's favorite of all of my friends <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy about this I wonder he is the so best <laughs> Dr. K Dr. K saved the day I love oh, it Dakota was there anything in Aloe's cards saying that she should watch her teeth and then she did it and she messed it up for herself <laughs> Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, okay. So I will say for the collective, at least, and I would have to look at where her chart and her six houses and all that. But um, I've been telling people this entire year, um, because Saturn is in Capricorn, and Saturn typically rules health matters, and Capricorn deals with the teeth and, and the bones and the joints and the spine. I'm like, listen, you know, your dental offices are still open. And just because there is a pandemic does not mean you get to skip your cleanings and your checkups because there's going to be a lot of people in the collective that are having tooth problems, including me. Yo, you guys, Dr. K just texted me and Aloe and goes, you guys should record me on your podcast talking about Corona. (laughs) Yes. Like, no. (laughs) Oh, come on. He's, oh. oh, maybe one day, Dr. K. Maybe one day. Shout out to Dr. Yeah. K. You guys, I'll do this for him. Dad, if we don't have you on for that, we'll have you on for something. And if you guys are interested in learning more about stuff going on with COVID, I will add a link in our description. My dad is considered one of the experts for New York State. He did a whole talk on it. It's on YouTube. I'll add the link. And if you're interested, reach out and I'll send you an email with more information. That was beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) So who do we have today? We have to introduce our guest, Miss Paige. So we have my BFF, Dakota. Dakota and I have been best friends for, God, it feels like my whole fucking life, but <laughs> but it's really only like, what, six years? Yeah, what, like six five years? Five years, I think. It feels like forever, though. 2015, Jesus. I know, I know. But Dakota that was a rough is year. an astro expert. 
she'd probably be mad at me for saying expert, but to be. me, she's an expert because I'm a lay person. So, <laughs> well, she is an expert and let's not have, you know, what is this? Imposter syndrome. Yes. Mm. Is that in your chart, Dakota? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, it tell is. us. Tell us a little bit about yourself, just a little bit of quick background. So uh, I guess where this all started is really my dad. So my dad was a professional astrologer um, and he's an Aquarius. So he is very eccentric and he's gone through a lot of phases. And I grew up in an extremely conservative religious environment. I was homeschooled all my life. Um, We went to the Catholic church on Saturdays. And then on Sundays, we went to the evangelical church for my mom. And anything having to do with astrology, magic, uh, anything of the occult was extremely frowned upon. Um, So much so that, uh, like, I wasn't even allowed to watch The Wizard of Oz when I was little, because there's no such thing as good witches. And to my parents' dismay, When I was probably 12 or 13, I remember flipping through a magazine and seeing the horoscope section and reading the description for my sign. And I was like, oh my God, what is this? And I had to kind of like keep this interest in astrology hidden. But little did I know that my dad was an expert in astrology and he was completely hiding this from my family because my mother was like, you can't let them know about this. And you know, that part of your life is over and anything having to do with astrology is witchcraft. Um, But I remember my dad finding out that I was into astrology and he was like, all right, so here's the deal. You can't tell your mother, but I already knew you were going to be interested in astrology because obviously he knew my birth chart. Right. It's so crazy. And he's like, I knew this was going to happen. I didn't actually know, Dakota, that your dad was into it beforehand. I thought it developed later. Oh, no. He, so my dad, he was a professional astrologer, very into the new age stuff. And then from that, he went like complete 180 and he became a Catholic monk. And he joined a monastery, was there for years, but he's always questioning everything. So he started asking some pretty controversial questions at the monastery. And if you've ever had monk spread, that's the monastery that my dad was at. Like he made monk spread um, that they sell in grocery stores. But yeah, my dad started asking, he was like an annoying toddler, just like, why, why this? He started asking too many questions and the monastery kicked him out. And then like a couple of (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Like we're sick of your shit. Um, And a couple days later, he went to like an evangelical Bible study where he met my mother. Kind of the rest is history. And he was going on this path of like, oh, I guess I have to leave all these things behind. But he knew that astrology worked. And he, of course, was secretly doing the birth charts of me and my siblings. So. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Of course. Right. So he was just kind of waiting he's like, yep, I knew when you're, you became a teenager that you're going to get into this shit, and here you are. <laughs> um, that's when I began to really explore this world of astrology. And I think one of the things that draws me into it is 
it really speaks to the fact that human beings are so complex and they don't make sense and they're full of contradictions. The contradictions. The contradictions. It was like a roadmap to explain this, right? And I don't know about you guys, but I'm just a total ball of somebody that makes complete sense all the time. Shut the fuck (laughs) (laughs) Dakota's like, I've read your chart, bitch. I know that's not true. (laughs) It's, um, I, I think it's very easy for us to classify people as like a certain way like oh you know and that's why sun just knowing your sun sign is doing yourself such a disservice because you're so much more than your sun sign um like punch like not all scorpios are sex demons that are keying your car in the middle of the night (laughs) and listening to marilyn manson (laughs) i know you do Right, but it, it's like that's one that might be a part of you, <laughs> right? Right, but it's not all of you. Um, yes, yeah, so you guys, after that, <laughs> after our mini sewed from last week, uh, Eddie actually was so shook that he reached out to Dakota. Um, I set them up in a group chat and they've been discussing charts and astro events and things ever since. I, yes, I, I love, I love skeptics. Because again, like normally that's all they know is like, well, I don't act, I don't act like a tourist or people don't view me as that or what have you. Um, you're and like, that's why. Duh, honey, because your rising sun is this and it's in the, this house and you got this angle. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I view astrology as an excellent tool for self-discovery and self-growth and you know there are many different tools that we can use and one of the things I love about astrology that makes it kind of unique is you know you can do a Myers-Briggs personality test and not to shit on that but like when you're answering 72 questions about yourself you are not the most reliable person to be answering these questions about yourself you are actually the worst I should I should let like Paige take it for me there are plenty of people who um let's say you have a Leo sun sign right so I do I do oh I have a Leo moon sign Leo moon sign yeah so if you have a Leo sun sign people might be seeing these descriptions of like well you're so confident and you're so glamorous and you're so expressive and like you're a superstar and like you love attention and the spotlight is always on you well so those things might be true. However, if you have a rising sign, let's say that's, um, let's say you have a Scorpio rising sign, hmm. you, people might not see you as that at all, right? For those are, of our listeners who like maybe read their horoscope, but like that's really the basic level of what they know, what are like the main components? What are the things we have to know to go forward? How does it so, work? <laughs> so when we're looking at a chart, we're looking at planets, signs, houses, and aspects. Um, I'm only going to go into three of those because aspects can get a little tricky. So I guess as a metaphor, um, planets are actors. Signs that they're placed in are 
the character or the role that that actor is playing and houses would be the scene or the setting. Um, I love this. So, or, I mean, you could, there's so many different ways you could look at it, right? You could look at planets are the drivers, the sign is the car, the houses are where you're going or what road you're on. And that's where we can go into like how you can be both introverted or extroverted depending on your environment and who you're with. Can I back you up for a second? Can I say, um, just like ask for people that like really just don't know anything, like how do you get your chart? Like what determines a person's chart? Sure. Um, So you can get your chart from astro.com, Cafe Astrology. There's a lot of different places. Um, One thing they don't recommend, don't get your chart on CoStar. (laughs) (laughs) I know we don't use CoStar. You don't Why? use CoStar here. The reason we don't use CoStar is um, the house system that they use is nothing that any professional astrologer would ever take seriously. And um, CoStar throws a lot of information at you in, in a horoscope sense. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it doesn't do a good job of weighing how influential those transits are or those influences are. There are hundreds of different things that you'll start seeing when you start like imbibing in the world of astrology and not all of them have the same influence over you. And that's where professional astrologers kind of come in. Um, You know, to me, it seems so like secondary, second nature. So because we've talked about it so much, so I don't even know how to Mm -hmm. properly phrase the question, but can you go into like how you get your moon sign, how you get your Venus, Jupiter, like, like, when you're born, like, what are we actually looking at? Sure. Um, So your birth chart, I like to view it as a screenshot of the sky on the exact, um, the exact time and minute that you drew your first breath. So that's how astrologers actually calculate it. It's your first breath that you're, you're intaking the energies of the universe and the sky. And those are imprinting on you. Okay, can I ask you a weird question that we can probably cut? Sure. (laughs) Um, So, like, what if you're stillborn? Does your birth chart start when Mm. you were born or when you take – or not not totally still, but you know how sometimes you come out and then Mm -hmm. they can't, like, get you to breathe and they're, like, reviving you for a few minutes? Does your birth chart start at your first breath or does it start when you're truly born? There's probably a lot of astrologers that would argue about this. Okay, so um, there's no actual answer yet. <laughs> there's not an there's not a concrete answer for that. Um, in my opinion, it it might not actually matter. It would matter if because here's the thing: you're, if you're born like signs, right on the cusp of something. Exactly, and yeah. then if that's the case, we look at that person's life, we look at their outward personality, and we make a judgment of what we think it is. Okay. I know that's confusing yeah. for those of you that don't actually know exactly what we're talking about, but as Dakota may or may not get into a little more, essentially when you're born, there's certain signs that are very dependent upon what time your birth took place. Um, and if you're very close to the edge of when that time switches over to a different like um, sign or planet or no, different sign um, or house <laughs> or something like that, then the time is very indicative. So if you're right on the edge, if it's really not speaking to you, but the one right next to it is, then you can sometimes shift the chart to be closer to what your reality is. Is that right? 
exactly. You explained yeah. that so well. So yeah, we can go into, let's just go into the planets and what they need, what these actors are doing. All right. So the one that everybody focuses on, your sun sign. So your sun sign has to do with your, your basic personality, um, your ego, your identity. And for a lot of people, um, they, they might not show this to the world automatically, right? People might meet you at first and be like, well, you didn't come off as a Pisces or so-and-so. It's your inward identity, your inward personality, which may or may not show. Then we have your moon sign and that rules over your moods, your emotions, your habits, the way in which you find security in the world. After that, we have your Mercury, which has to do with your communication style, your intellect, your mind. What else does Mercury have to do with? Oh, social media. That's another thing. Um, your Venus, which has to do with your values. Um, it's typically viewed as your love language, um, what you're attracted to, your aesthetic, beauty, all things Venusian, right? I love that After word, that, Venusian. Venusian. I love mm. It, it just it, like, sounds it, luxurious. It is. It, you <laughs> nailed it. Like Venus is all about that luxury. Um, then after that, we have Mars. Mars. I love um, to call it the, the planet of fighting and fucking. So <laughs> ah. Mars rules over your drive and ambition, your physical energy, um, what you like sexually and what you're drawn to. It's that, it's that self-starting, like aggressive, warlike, competitive planet um, after that. And by the way, all the planets that I have gone over up until Mars, these are what's called your personal planets. So they change signs fairly frequently. Um, after that, we get into what we call outer planets or generational planets. And each planet changes signs less frequently. So for instance, we're going to go into Jupiter, which takes a year to change signs. Um, we'll go into other ones that take maybe 10, 12 years to change signs. That's why they call it generational. Um, when people are like, oh my God, you have your Pluto in Scorpio. I have my Pluto in Scorpio. I'm like, yes, we all do. It's not unique. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not special. You're not. I'm so sorry. Um, so now we're going to go into Jupiter. Um, Jupiter represents luck, growth, wisdom. Sometimes I like to personify the planets. Um, and I'm going to do this with Jupiter and Saturn because they're getting a lot of airtime lately. Um, with a great conjunction. So like, if I could personify Jupiter, Jupiter is like the eat, pray, love, eccentric aunt that like comes over. <laughs> the Sydney of everything. This, literally. And it makes sense because she's a Jupiter rising. So funny. Um, <laughs> or a Sagittarius rising. So. Oh, that's me too. Yeah, yeah it's like, Jupiter is the spiritually woke, um, well-traveled relative that like gives you a bag of candy and tells you to keep it a secret from your Oh my God, daddy. that's me. Yeah. You have a lot of Jupiterian influence in your chart. Um, so like, you know, Jupiter is usually viewed as a benefic, meaning 
oh, it's like, great, it brings gifts and joy. And that's true, but it's also um, expansive to the point of excess sometimes. Okay. That's why the crazy old aunt is also an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I come in. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, and we have Saturn, which is like the opposite. So Saturn is like, the killjoy daddy, big sky daddy Saturn. So Saturn represents um, discipline, restriction, responsibility, lessons learned. Um, Saturn is typically frowned upon because it's not a fun planet. <laughs> it's one of my um, favorite planets though. Me too. It's so funny, Punch. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It's I, I love the way that Saturn looks and it's oftentimes looked down upon, but Saturn is so important because it teaches us responsibility mm. and it, the challenges that Saturn brings really help us um, facilitate growth. Right. So kind of going into like our time now, when we put Jupiter and Saturn together, which is where they're at now with this conjunction, we have this energy of, I'm going to, Jupiter, your, your aunt that's over at the holiday party, is going to give you like this special opportunity or like this bag of candy or this bag of money. And you're like, oh my God, this is so great. Then your daddy Saturn finds out about it and is like, okay, but are you going to eat that whole bag of candy in one day? Are you going to like spend all that cash that she gave you recklessly? Or, you know, are you going to invest in it? Like, it's not fun, but it's necessary. Saturn is like wondering what your five and 10 year plans are. They're wondering how much you're contributing to your 401k. Nothing, because, Saturn, fuck off. Right. Seriously, <laughs> Saturn, I feel personally attacked. <laughs> personally victimized by my big daddy Saturn energy. Jesus. Yes. So when we, where we have Saturn placed in our chart shows us either what we're disciplined in or what we need to become disciplined in because it, um, it brings you gifts. So Saturn isn't fun at first, but you know, when you're 65 and you've steadily been contributing to that 401k, you're going to fucking feel really good about it. (laughs) So Saturn brings us blessings, but it brings us blessings after we do the work. Um, then we have Uranus and Uranus changes signs every seven years. And it's all about change and originality and innovation and chaos. <laughs> um, that's why it rules Aquarians. And again, like when we start getting into Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, these are generational planets that not only shape the people born in that time, but they, they shape society. And I'll get into that in a little bit. Is that because, sorry, I know you're going to get into it in a little bit, but I'm just going to ask my mm-hmm. question now. Um, is that because there's so many people that have a similar aspect or well, aspect isn't the right word. Cause that means something else in astrology, but everybody in a certain generation shares that. And therefore it can impact society in a way that like other aspects cannot because they aren't shared by all. Yes. Oh. I'm, Oh, you say you stated it so beautifully. I just like chef for that. <laughs> because here's it's like the chicken or the egg theory. Like 
the planets aren't causing things to happen. The, ch the planets influence people and people make things happen. And I don't know why, like people are like, explain how astrology works. I'm like, I don't know why it works, <laughs> but it works. Um, yeah, right. so. You're like, I didn't you know, invent it. I just acknowledge that it's real. Yeah, I'm just, mm, I understand the system, but I can't tell you why. Um, yeah, so. Like most of life, you're, you know. Right, exactly. We, we can't say why, but we just get it. We all just get in line. Exactly. So yes, we have Uranus, the planet of uh, revolution, change, originality, unpredictable. Uh, un it's unpredictable, brings surprises. Then we have Neptune, which changes its sign every 10 to 12 years. Neptune is like that dreamy planet. It's like, uh, it has to do with dreams and uh, creativity and artistry and the subconscious and like the ether. <laughs> I it have... Has to do with so many of my um, generational planets are in houses that are very mystical. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm supposed to be like very psychic. You are. Or something. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways. We'll go into it. There's a lot of different ways that you can take so it. Excited. It's, 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 um, astrology is a puzzle. You're putting together um, a chart that takes these, these influences, these actors and describes like, all right, well, what clothes are they wearing? And where are they going? Right? Mm -hmm. um, in acting, it, we would call that your why. Your purpose. Yes, exactly. If we're going to um, go with the acting thing, we might as well elaborate on it. Sure. And you're, you'd be better at that than I, because you're a uh, theater person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then last but not least, we have Pluto, my favorite. Pluto is the god of the underworld. It... Um, represents power and transformation and karma um, and the occult and things that we don't want to deal with. It's like the, the sewage and it has to do with like sex and just like everything dirty and nasty. I love it. It's like the um, landfill of the planets. It is. It is. <laughs> um, often forgot about. We tried to make it not a planet. I'm sure it's shout very out, pissed off. Shout out to Eddie who made the first eco-friendly landfill. <laughs> um powerful pluto energy right there yes he has a lot of um a lot of pluto energy in his chart so obviously so there's 12 planets 12 signs 12 houses the first sign in the zodiac is aries so common aries traits they Can are Dakota, why we start with the first sign being Aries? Why don't we start with the first sign being like Capricorn? Yeah, um, it's because astrology doesn't run on a Gregorian calendar. Okay. Um, when you start looking at the houses and their significations, like the first house corresponds with Aries and Mars, and that's like a ch it's like a child, um, whereas Capricorn is almost like an elder. <laughs> um so it kind of it, hmm. it makes sense when you start being like okay Aries is like sometimes aggressive they're full of energy they're fiery hmm. they're curious about the world they just want to go and explore that's almost like it they're like a baby <laughs> in a way um so true and so it's like naturally we we look at that as like the first sign um in the first house we're like that's the kind of energy. Whereas like we look at Capricorn and Capricorn again, 
Capricorn relates to Saturn. It's ruled by Saturn. So Capricorns kind of have that. Of fucking course it does. Yes. They have that big (laughs) daddy energy that they're like, it's funny because (laughs) it's not, it's not true that people with sun and Capricorns are all like this. Usually there's other Capricorn signifiers, but like Capricorns are just born old men. They're just, (laughs) they come, they come out and they're like, oh, it's like Benjamin Button. We have our sign. So Aries, what are they known for? Um, being very quick, uh, being hot-tempered, being very um, uh, emotional and like an aggressive sense. <laughs> I'm probably, Aries are so mad at me right now. They're like, we're not just angry all the time. Um, but they're I self-starters. Keep going. They're self-starters. They get the fucking party started. They're like, let's get down to business. Let's do the thing. Let's jump in without thinking about it. I'm all, I'm all in. Then we have Taurus, which are like, whoa, whoa, hold up. <laughs> so Tauruses are more slow moving. Um, they're a very sensual sign. They're practical. They're stability oriented. Um, they are, when I say sensual, I'm not just talking about sexual. They are, but like they make great cooks. They're grounded. Um, they're creative. They're gardeners. We love a Taurus. We move in to Gemini. She's like, please, for the love of God, Paige, date a Taurus, not a Gemini. <laughs> so Geminis get a really bad rap. Um, and here's, the, here's an introspective thing to think about, too. We all have aspects of every sign in our chart. So if you tend to come into or come around, like if there's a particular sign that you're surrounded by or a particular sign that you're very triggered by, oftentimes it's, um, it's asking you to look deeper at that part of yourself. It is a projection. So for instance, people hating on Geminis, myself included, we're just hating on an aspect of ourself. (laughs) Gosh, I'm such a two-faced bitch. (laughs) Yes. Well, we're all a little, hey, we're all a little two-faced. And sometimes the moment calls for it. Um, So Geminis, they are ruled by Mercury, the planet of communication. And they are curious, they're versatile, they're expressive, they're dynamic. They, They think a mile a minute. They're a great person to have at a party because they're good at the banter. Um... But unfortunately, you know, there's a shadow side to every sign and Geminis often are told that they're two-faced, are told that they're manipulative and that they're liars. And mm, yeah, they, they have the ability to be able to do those things very well if they choose to. Every chart, you know, you can take two charts that are exactly the same and you can have two different lives because it's not written in stone. You have free will. Right. And you can choose to embody and embrace the good aspects of your chart or the more toxic aspects of your chart. There are no bad signs. There are no bad charts. Um, All right. So, yeah, Gemini, highly intelligent, uh, very witty, very funny, good at lying if they want to. (laughs) Um, Then we have Cancer. 
Cancers are intuitive, they're sentimental, they're compassionate, they're protective. They're the mothers of the zodiac. Tats, um, tatty. We love them. We love a cancer. We need you know, my cancers. sister's a fucking cancer, and though she's entertaining and wonderful, I wouldn't say she's motherly or um, warm. <laughs> yes. Well, this is where the complexity of a chart comes into play. Yes. Right? Because do we know her sun sign is a cancer, but what house is it placed in? Is it placed in the house of other people that she's going to be nurturing um, towards other people? Or is she going to be nurturing towards, let's say, for example, her finances and her money? No hate, we, Tess. We, we're, we're just using you as an example. Yeah. And Tess, I, I would be very surprised if she has a cancer rising, but anything is possible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she does. Yeah, I, I would, I'd be like, I'm giving astrology up. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> everything I know is a lie. Uh, yeah, that's funny. So, so then after cancer, we have Leos. Leos are dramatic. They're outgoing. They're fiery. They're, they're confident. Um, they are the natural entertainers. Um, are you a Leo then, rising? I am. So um, Leo rising, Leo moon, different things though. Different, different placements, different expressions. Oh, it's so confusing. This is it why is. I hate math. <laughs> um, it is. That's why I'm like, well, there's a lot of professional astrologers that can explain it all. Um, then we have Virgo. So Virgos, practical, organized, loyal, analytical, I mean, Virgos are the most popular sign, not like popular, like everybody loves them, but like there are more Virgos on this earth than any other sign. It's because we need them. <laughs> Virgos provide the structure, the organization, like they, they're practical. We, we just need Virgos. What months are Virgos? But I was just going to say, do you think that, okay, so the most common birthday in America mm -hmm. is October is October 5th, which is my dad's birthday. Um, and it's because exactly, it's exactly 10 months after New Year's Eve. But there's a lot of people that go early in this life and they become the Virgos. You yeah. know, the, the moms who have babies like two weeks early, they're Virgos. Oh yeah, but a lot of people have sex on Christmas too. That's mm -hmm. true. That's oh true. yeah. And we need them. Virgos are the workers. Um, not to like... They're not just here to serve, but no, like... No, no, but like my, my ex-Ted, his ex-wife is a Virgo and he's always been like, she's a very classic like worker bee person and like we need people like her in this society to function. Like they have to exist. Exactly. Or we don't function. And, precisely. And, and, it, and again, this is how, uh, um, how unique charts are and how they can manifest differently. Guess what sign Beyonce is? A freaking Virgo. She has hella Virgo in her chart. But you don't look at Beyonce and her persona and think Virgo. But when you think about it, this bitch worked her ass off mm -hmm. and is extremely perfectionistic. And that's all going on behind the scenes. But what we see, we see her Libra rising. Like we see this beautiful, like entertaining, like dynamic queen but in the background like she's there's checks and balances there's all the things happening right so again it's like 
Girl, is there, like, something between Scorpios and Virgos? Because, like, I fucking can't stand Virgos, and I can't stand Beyonce. Yeah, we're called Libras, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you be hanging on my sign. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> You said between Scorpios and Libra, or no, no, Scorpios no, 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 no. and Virgos. I don't mean that like what me sign. I don't mean what sign exists between them. You'd weirdo. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean like, is, is there some hate between my chart and Virgos? I don't mean that what fucking sign is literally between. <laughs> I think Yo. you muted yourself. Oh, I can't. I'm dead. I'm going back to bed. All right, you guys keep talking. <laughs> I'm so curious. Like, that is such an abstract way to even think about things. I'm like, where is her Mercury? Like, her Mercury is in Libra, too. Okay, sorry. Um, between Scorpios and Virgos? Well, here's the thing. We kind of hate aspects of ourselves. And to be honest, Scorpios and Virgos have a lot in common. Um, Ooh, it's very deep, Pagey Poo. Okay, so, sorry. I interrupted you. So we were talking about Virgos. Yeah. Um, Virgos are needed. I stand a Virgo. It, no matter how you think about Virgos, we just need them. Um, after that, we have Libra. Whoop, Libras whoop. are known as social. They're fair-minded. They're diplomatic. They're gracious. They're um, Libras. Um, they rule the scales and they rule justice. Um, and we're the only sign on the whole zodiac that's not like a, a person or an animal. Yeah. Um, we, are, we are the height of the zodiac. We need our Libras to smooth things over. They're diplomatic. Um, they're ruled by Venus, so they love the arts. Um, they're freaking beautiful. I mean, what can you say? Both of my Beyonce parents rising. are Libras. Mine too, those fuckers. Oh, wow. A whole Libra fam. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Not me, Interesting. bitch. They got Cancer and Scorpio for kids. Like, have a good fucking day. Yeah, they like bore the water signs. Oh my god, I'm the missing piece. I'm gonna ask your dad. <laughs> I'm like, you just need a Pisces. Dr. K will take Daddy K. <laughs> Daddy K. I love that. We'll call him Daddy K from now on. It sounds weird. He's saved as Daddy K is my, my, my contact. Um, so Libras. So it's interesting because like oftentimes I'll think about like, you know, keywords of um, each sign, but I love to think about like celebrity culture. <laughs> so like, Kim Kardashian is a Libra. And I think that she, as much as people are very annoyed by this, I think she really, in a public way, represents a lot of Libra traits because she's like very much, I know, but here's the thing. She's very much into the aesthetic. She has her own makeup brand, but here's the thing. She's studying to become a fucking lawyer. I know, you're right. They're often seen as so... um, so gracious and accepting and diplomatic that people often forget that like don't fuck with fact, us don't fuck with a libra <laughs> um have you met jana yeah you do not want to mess with a libra because we it takes a lot to get us there but once we're there baby there's no going back libras are like the classical like i think of like um legally blonde like they're beautiful they're charismatic they're charming but do not fuck they are not um they're not dummies <laughs> no at all um there there's a reason why there's so many libra lawyers and what do you think is the dumbest sign in the zodiac 
Oh, fuck. We could take this, like, podcast a whole different level, and I'd be totally okay with going there. Of, like, <laughs> petty, petty, petty um, stereotypes of signs. What do I think is the dumbest sign? <laughs> wait, wait, let me guess. Let me guess. I really, for, I want, I want to say Aquarius. What? No, I want to say Aries. Oh, God. So here's the thing. Like, I know too much. I just know too much. And this is going back to, like, the, the complexity of astrology is that there are different kinds of intelligence, intelligences, right? So when we are looking through the eyes of capitalism, which we always are, really, one could say that Pisces are the dumbest sign. Which is your sign. Which is my sign. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shit all over my own sign. Um, That's a safe answer for you. Well, here's the thing is like, what are Pisces known for? So if we're going to dance, I'm going to get through all the signs and then we can go into petty things because yeah. I'm, I'm so here for the pettiness. Okay. So after, <laughs> <laughs> after Libra, we have Scorpio. Whoop, whoop. Um, whoop, 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 whoop. I love Scorpios and Scorpio. I would say out of all the signs in the Zodiac, currently the ones that get the most shit and are the most polarizing are Gemini's and Scorpios without a doubt. People either Hello. love them or hate them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So Scorpios are passionate. They are resourceful. They're brave. They're fucking iconic. Ah, oh, God. People are going to know that I stand Scorpio so hard. Punch. Um, Punch is Scorpio and she has a sweatshirt that says iconic. And I was she just going to say, I have time. a hoodie that says iconic. All the time. <laughs> They are, oh God, I love them so much. So, so Scorpios are ruled by Pluto and, and or Mars, depending on what uh, system of astrology you're using. But um, they are that bitch. They are keeping track of all the things between the words that people are saying that have meaning that other people aren't fucking picking up on. They're fucking psychic they will goddamn run a background check on you before they barely even know you. Like, Oh my God, this is so punch. Like, I'm like, this is me. <laughs> every man I've ever dated. Like, every man I've like, ever oh, dated. Did you find him on the, in- did you find his real name? Did you find this? I'm like, no, I just I'm like, I'm like, so trusting. I'm like, did you do I'm like, image reverse? Did you talk to the astrologer? Did you find out his entire birth chart and whether or not he's a sociopath? All these things. I haven't even gone out on a date with this person yet, but I know where you're born, everything about you. No, I'm just kidding. I don't actually. Um, Eddie, don't freak out. I didn't do that to you. But like- she, did, she didn't. <laughs> but like, this is the thing. It's like, then you have a Libra and I'm just like, nah, I trust him. <laughs> Libras are like, listen, I'm ready for love. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking A, man. Oh, you owl. <laughs> And Scorpios are over here like, it's love even real? Why can't anyone love me? (laughs) Yeah, they're like, yeah, like, I suppose I'm ready for love after I, like, after you pass this many tests. Like, I'm not (laughs) still gonna, I'm not gonna trust you just because you come off this way. And I think that kind of points to, like, how Scorpios are, especially sun sign Scorpios. So if we're gonna go into stereotypes again, like, you know, a sun sign Scorpio isn't always going to show that si- side of themselves right off the bat. Like sun sign Scorpios aren't walking around like dressed like an Evanescence band member. Like no, we're they're, not. They're well, depend. Some of them might be, but like you know, they are. They're private because 
they inherently recognize that the what you see is not what you get. They're they're the gods of the underworld. So they're like, okay, you're you're presenting this side of yourself. There has to be more to the story. And because there's more of the story, I'm not going to be, you know, showing everybody my dirty laundry, so to speak. So like, if you want to get to know me, um, you're going to have to work for it. Yeah, but this bitch is an Aquarius uh, rising over here. So like, I don't make people do that much work. No. <laughs> no. And again, that's why it depends. It's like, and those, those uh, darker aspects of Scorpio, it's like, they may be shown or they may not, not be shown. So they're in there. But they're, oh, they're for sure in there. I mean, Scorpios are fucking obsessive. Like, don't, no, Scorp, no heavy Scorpio person is going to try to convince me that they're not obsessive. I'm like, it's just about what? <laughs> this is, this is my, my little sister is a Scorpio. And I also know what time she was born and where. So I want to look mm. at her chart later. I was just mm-hmm. trying to do it. But my phone is like, no, you can only do one thing at once. Um, oh. I know, but she is, your, everything you're saying is so true. Oh my God. Yeah, God, I love a Scorpio. Scorpios can keep secrets. And Scorpios have a lot of secrets. She does. Hi. She does. Yeah. Well, Paige doesn't know how to keep a secret sometimes. Mm, depends about what. Is there something in the rising signs that dictate that? Aquarius. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, Paige has such a chart where it's like, she's literally a fucking vacuum of everything page because she has that sag moon it's like very intellectual but also like tell me your deepest darkest secret like she's the holder of all knowledge she's like yep just tell me you will (laughs) (laughs) i really am like people tell me all kinds of things that other people are always like i can't believe they told you about that like, I, I've had friends that are like, oh, like, they'll tell me something about someone, but then that person, like, divulges it to me, and they're like, we've been friends for 15 years. How did they tell you that in 15 minutes? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's people just, just tell me things. Me. Right. People just tell me stuff. And it's like, I, I'm usually pretty good if somebody's like, absolutely do not tell this to anybody. But otherwise, like, yeah, no, I'm not the best. I'm not the best. Well, you know. Hey, that's where, you know what I think? Tauruses are underrated because Tauruses can keep a secret. God, I love my Taurus energies. Like, we got heavy yeah. Taurus. I'm like, also when they're tr- like cheating on you. Mm-hmm. True. True. What? Mm. My ex in college, he was a Taurus. We're only looking at the sun sign, baby. Honey, did you have some Gemini in there? <laughs> okay, so who's after Scorpio? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. <laughs> oh, my moon sign. Give me some Sag all day, baby. I love me. I know Sag. this is so. This is Punch's moon and my rising. Yes, Punch. It, Punch is like in the point in her life where she's attracting all the Sagittariuses, like all I that know. energy. Um, yes, I feel like I've all noticed. I have in my life is Gemini's and then one Taurus. No, Fuck you! I'm a Libra a and a Sagittarius. Honey, I've been surrounded by Libra since I was born. You're like run of the mill. <laughs> yeah it's boring no i'm a special um, libra i'm just kidding babe you're super special and i love you okay so sagittarius <laughs> sagittarius is they're extroverted they're optimistic they're funny they're generous they're inappropriate sagittarius is like <sighs> so this is where it corresponds to jupiter the drunk aunt 
So again, all the signs, if I didn't mention this, are ruled by a planet. No, you didn't mention that. Okay. So everything kind of connects to each other in astrology. So this is kind of how we're able to weigh the importance of certain signs in a chart and where they're placed. Um, So certain planets, like let's say the sun, for instance, the sun, um, Leo is ruled by the sun. So like if you have your sun sign in Leo, here's the thing, even if Leos don't believe in astrology, which is very rare. They'll believe in their sign. They're like, yes, I am a superstar. I'm so glad everybody noticed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am the best, but all the other shines, I don't know about them, but like. um, You're like, nobody else's is real, but mine is very real. So real. Scary you, Okay, so Sagittarius is on the bright side. They're very optimistic. They're very expressive, excitable. They're mutable fire. They love traveling, whether that be to like foreign lands or in their own minds. And because Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, the planet of wisdom, Sagittariuses are kind of funny because on one hand, they're like, they can be complete messes, like the drunk aunt at the party. And on the other hand, they'll like pull out some Buddhist scripture or some shit and recite it to you. Like they're totally me. Yes. Um, so they, they are the hoarders of knowledge and they're very ADD. Like they're just like, ooh, what's this? What's that? And so, you know, they're almost like, I view them as like this eccentric drunk professor of sorts. There's a, a definite sign to Sagittarius that is like the mystic, the guru. Um, and this also- is so, uh, Don Juan is a Sagittarius. He's so ADD, oh my God. It's just because, like, another thing with Sag is, is that because they're ruled by Jupiter, that's, like, the planet of abundance and expansion, like, they're always trying to expand. So that's why, like, people, there's this meme of, like, Sagittarius is always traveling, but it can be traveling in their mind or literally traveling to different worlds. They want to, like, experience everything. Out of the fire signs, like, Aries get a bad rep for being, like, aggressive and, like, direct and blunt, but really, Sag is, God, I love me a Sag, because they'll be already, like, 10 different places in their brain, and then something will slip out of their mouth that's, like, (laughs) completely true. (laughs) Holy shit, I'm a lot of Sagittarius, I never realized. Yes, oh yeah, Um, but maybe not appropriate for the setting. I actually think, Aloe, you come off to me way more Sagittarius than you do Libra, which is funny to me because you're always like, I'm such a Libra. And I'm like, not to me. You're very Sag. (laughs) Very Sagittarius to me. You're like, you're mean to me. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, so Aloe has three placements in Sagittarius. So after Sagittarius, we have Capricorn. (laughs) <laughs> Which is the person that picks up after the messes that Sagittarius has made. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just find it funny that, like, the, the Zodiac and the houses, they all, they are all connected. It's like a story. So, like, Sagittarius is, like, they turn up, they start the party. They're, like, dancing one moment, and the next moment, they're, like, gather round, all. This is what I learned. <laughs> This is what I learned <laughs> through my, my treks in India. Oh my god. Um, so bad. And then Capricorns are like, 
independent, they're disciplined, they're serious. Capricorns might not always show the fact that they're like um, always thinking about time passing by, but they are. Um, it doesn't mean Capricorns are like the CEOs of the Zodiac. So earth signs, which Capricorns um, are a part of, they're builders, but they build in different ways. So Capricorn can like look upon the expanse and be like, all right, this is how we're going to structure this. Um, this is what this needs is so my sister. Like, this is what needs to happen in order to make the finished product. These are the building blocks to a company. These are the building blocks to society. Like, we need order, right? Capricorns, they're serious. However, they're also kinky. Don't let them fool you. Caps and um, Virgos, man. Caps and Virgos. Caps and Virgos, they're, fucking, they're kinky motherfuckers. They might not show it at first, but... Well, I don't know. Are Virgos kinky? I've never gotten that vibe from a Virgo. Oh, yeah. Well, it depends on where it's placed. So, like, Virgo Mars and Virgo Venus. Yeah, they're kinky. Um, <laughs> after Capricorn, we, it comes Aquarius, which is, like, the rowdy teenager. They're like, fuck your structure! It's true. So, Aquariuses are, like, um, they're ruled by Uranus, and they are uh, inventive. They're original. They are rebellious. They, um, they're ruled, again, by Uranus, which is kind of unpredictable. And Aquariuses are usually very humanitarian focused. They care about people, but in a very detached way, right? So like- Oh, that's exactly for, how I feel about people. They're like, I fucking hate people, but somebody's got to do it. Like they're like- <laughs> They're not joining the Peace Corps, but they're donating to charity. Yes. So Aquarians are also, they're co-ruled by Saturn. So they also have that like structure organization thing going, but they're more so like, yeah, what structures can I tear down to build something new? Hmm. They're extremely intelligent. They look at things kind of from like a bird's eye view and they're like, well, this isn't really serving everybody. How do we make this work? They play devil's advocate a lot because they're able to see multiple viewpoints. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Literally, you guys. Okay, I don't want to shit on him because he's truly one of my favorite people, but Ted and I were in an argument the other day, kind of based around our science. Not like a legitimate argument, it's just like a little tiff. And he's talking mm -hmm. about how he wishes I could put myself in other people's shoes more. Like he can, because he's good at it, because he's a Gemini. And I was like, literally, nobody has ever told me that I'm bad at seeing other people's perspectives ever in my life. No. What the fuck? No. Because I'm really good at it. At. I'm yes. great at it. It's your strength. It's like the superpower of your entire chart. Thank you. You're welcome. You're now so it's out welcome. there for everyone to know. Ted won't know because he won't listen to this, but if he does, he'll be mad at Thank me God. for talking. He'll be mad at me for talking about it, but I'm not gossiping, so I don't care. Ugh, yeah. Fuck it. So again, Aquarians are humanitarians um, from an intellectual, structural standpoint, whereas like um, Cancerians or a lot of water signs are like the, the Mother Teresa's. Like they're, they're like the, the huggers, you know, they're like, I want to get out. And it's like, I just want to like hug people and like, I love people so much. Where Aquarians are like, yeah, that's great. Like, how do we make actual differences in their lives? Um, so for instance, a lot of politicians are actually Aquariuses. 
Um, but a lot of politicians are actually, they're Capricorns too. You see a lot of them. Um, and last but not least, you have Pisces. Pisces are interesting because they're, they're in this transition point between being like the last of the Zodiac right before the first one starts. So Pisces are both like old and young. They you're an are, old Pisces. You're an old Pisces. I am. Been here way too many times. Um, so Pisces are known as being like the dreamy, artistic, empathic. Um, Pisces are like kind of known as being like a mixture of all the Zodiac. And oftentimes they're seen as being like the shy, dreamy little flowers. But they, they're ruled by Neptune and or Jupiter. Um, and so there's this aspect to people that have heavy placements in Pisces that's like they're they're flowing they're like water um they're hard to like grasp and some people might view them as being flaky for this reason it wouldn't be wrong um <laughs> they're ether I don't even know what to say like they're hard to nail down and they they're so mutable that they can depending on the rest of their chart really embody characters very easily they can be a little bit hard to know because they can pull out sides to themselves um, very easily. Uh, I, I don't even know what else to say. They're very empathic, right? So like Pisces are known for crying a lot <laughs> um, because <laughs> they take all, it's like almost like they absorb the rest of the Zodiac and they're like, wow, I, um, I kind of understand where everybody's coming from and that's very overwhelming. I'm gonna get drunk about it, cheers. That's why Pisces also have like addiction issues. So, okay. So those are all the um, signs. Mm -hmm. We've gone through all the planets. Um, we were going to talk about houses, which I think we should briefly at least touch on what houses represent. Even if we don't go into every specific house, we totally can though, sure. if you want, um, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. And then I do want to touch on, because we talked about signs and we've talked about rising sign a lot, but it's not a planet and it's not yeah. a sign specifically. So I mm -hmm. think we should definitely touch on what a rising sign is and mm -hmm. why it matters. Okay, cool. So I'm not going to go into every single house, but to give clarification on what houses are, um, houses are essentially areas of life. The rising sign is so important because it, dis it dictates um, where the houses are placed in your chart. So we just went through all of the signs. Um, and the rising sign is placed in the first house of your identity and your first impressions. This is why oftentimes you can have a sun sign that people don't see you as. So the rising sign is important because it's almost like your, um, your mask. It's, it's your like outward your skin. personality. It's your skin. Um, and, it, and it, again, it, it dictates where, um, where the focus of your life will end up. Like, where are all the, what are all these planets doing? The flavorings to the planets, like, where are they headed? Where are they going? What, are, what energies are we putting into, right? Um, or as me, as an example, you might have a sun sign that's in Pisces that's like very sensitive and empathic and shy. But if you have a rising sign that's in Leo, that changes everything. Because when people meet you, they're meeting 
a Leo. So they're meeting somebody that's very confident and very expressive and outgoing, but that might not be how you feel inside. This shows how special people's charts can be and how specific they can be because you can say, wow, like I come off like a Leo, but inside I feel like a Pisces and I think like an Aquarius. So we kind of went into how you can use a chart to describe different aspects of yourself, different talents, different proclivities. Um, but that's all great, but how can you utilize that? We don't wake up the same day, like every day and feel the same. There's some changeability to that. And you can take the phases of the moon and how they're transiting your chart to harness an energy. So for instance, for me, when the moon is in Virgo and it's affecting my second house of possessions and material objects, I want to organize my entire house. <laughs> <laughs> like this it's to the so point funny. where I don't even, I don't even have to check where the moon is. Like I know I can know by feeling I'm like, yep, the moon's in Virgo. I want to clean everything. Um, or the moon is in Sagittarius, I'm feeling really creative and I want to record all the music because it's in my fifth house of creativity. So if you're somebody, you know, who wants to, to live a life that um, is more flowing and more aligned, you can look at where the planets are and how they're aspecting your chart and harness the energy that's already there. Wouldn't it be great if, let's say you're planning an event for public speaking, you could say, all right, I have several options to plan this event. How about I plan this event for when the moon is in my third house of communication? Because I know that I'm going to have more energy to communicate more effectively. This and is so or, smart. I need to find out all this information. So that's like, you know, and it changes every two days. So you have plenty of opportunity to do that. And if we want to go into 2021 a little bit, Ugh, yes, Everyone. 2021, let's bring an end to 2020. Goodbye. As Vita saying, I yes. forgot oh. all other ways to say goodbye or au revoir. Hasta luego. Hasta yes. la vista, baby. So, Ciao. oh, and, you know, okay, so 2021 is going to have its own challenges and, and we can go into that after. So Aquarius is, people with like heavy Aquarius planets, they are going to be going through a lot next year. It's going to be a very I'm an Aquarius rising and my Saturn is also an Aquarius and I'm about to have my Saturn return, which is the whole thing. And my life's going to change. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's just going to be a complete, it's going to be a coming into your own. All right, friends. Well, this has been so informative. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking for so long. I could go forever. Um, My face hurts. I feel like we've answered a lot of like basics of astrology. What should we really be focused on? What tools can we use? Um, We've talked a little of our own charts. So it's like, okay, well, this is what it actually sounds like when we're really breaking down a topic. So that's really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, And now we're coming to the end of the sode, which means it's time to do our card pull. Oh my God. I'm so scared. Which is exciting because I'm going to be using our brand new cards, the spell casting oracle cards by Flavia Kate Peters and Barbara Michael John Free. I hope I said that right. Michael John is like Nicole. Mm. I don't know. It's, it looks like Ezekiel bread to me. I'm not sure. I'll oh, add it to the I link. think I know her. 
Um, we've never used these before. Um, these were a gift to me for Christmas, you guys, from Aloe. So super exciting. Um, I'm so, so excited. What do we want to ask the collective for this last week of 2020? Well, Dakota already said 2021 is going to be hectic as fuck. So I guess what can we do to prepare ourselves for the hectic craziness? Yeah. It only makes sense that after such a stagnant year where we couldn't accomplish anything that we'd have a very chaotic one to follow. Sometimes I say shit and I'm like, where did I pull that out of? It's like, the curious I- rising. It's so wise. <laughs> like you said it's it. the universe. Like, yeah. They're speaking through yeah. you. So Aquarius, like, oh God, not to badger on Aquarius Risings, but they're like the intuition that just flows and they don't even know where it came from. Like, it's just instantaneous. They don't even think about it. They're like, yep. That is literally me. Like, people come to me for advice and I'm like, I haven't experienced much, but sometimes I say shit and I sound like an old lady and I'm like, how? Mm -hmm. All right, guys, we pulled the empowerment card. So the empowerment card, magical guidance. You have so many strengths, and yet you allow others to take away your power. When your words are dismissed, when your actions are mocked, your light fades because you don't stand up to be counted. You may say silently to yourself that everything is fine, that you know the real truth, but the universe requires you to stamp your authority so that you can grow fully into the wise one that you truly are, the wisdom keeper that others are waiting to turn to. By working with the element of fire to purge any fears that hold you back, you're more able to step fully into your power with Salamander, the element guardian of fire, as your ally. I feel like this is speaking to my Saturn return. It feels very I was just going to say, I'm like, this is very much for the Saturn Aquarius folk. Uh huh. Well, and I also think just for everyone in general, talking about like, because we're talking about how are we going to prepare for this year? And it's like, bitch, you're not going to be able to. It's going to be how you react. This is very witchy, you guys. So if this doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. I think the overwhelming message, though, is just, um, you know, take control and take, take responsibility for yeah. your path. Don't let external sources and external obstacles get in your way it's how you react to those that make your path yeah so bring it on 2021 yes yourself (laughs) dakota thank you so much for joining us this has been so fun um always nice for those of us who are a little into the astrology already to go back to basics and for people that don't know to get some sort of frame of reference. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. So um, we will be back, you guys, next year, crazy, in 2021. Punch and aloe. Um, this is just part one of a two-part installment, starting with basics and getting ready to jump into how do we actually use this and how does it apply to our life. Thanks for joining us for episode six. It's been so great. And check the link in our bio. The description will have all the different resources that we've talked about. We'll have Dakota's information um, as well as the Oracle cards and all the other, all the things. We love you, Dakota. We do. I love you too. All right, you guys, we hope you have a great New Year's. We hope you had a great holiday week and we will see you next year. Thank you so much. Love you all. Bye.